Isn't it funny about the things that we get excited about these days? <laughs> yeah, like a vacuum cleaner or whatever. Vacuum cleaners, yeah, but I was thinking like sometimes when I'm at work <laughs> shouldn't admit this. When I'm at work I Google like what national day it is. Oh. You know, like fun, National Hot Dog Stand Day. <laughs> this is what I this is what I do. And I found a couple today that I think are really relevant to where we've come to in life. Ooh, I gotta hear these. Bald is in day. Oh, yes. Yes, man. Uh, I'm like, that sounds lovely. I mean, yeah, my husband is headed that way and my husband's there. Yeah. Okay, but the second one is today's also National No Bra Day. Oh, it's my I read those both day. together and I was like, this is a great day. Today's gonna be a great day. I'm Trisha. And I'm Megan, and you're listening to Mom Flicked. Well, speaking of national holidays, we have a really huge one coming up. Huge. <laughs> Wait, I can't even. Drum roll, please. <laughs> um, what is it? It's the International Friendship Day. Oh. Galentine's on steroids. It's like um, Christmas in July, but it's actually Galentine's in July. Totally. Friendship Day. Yeah. Um, honestly, I've never really truly celebrated it, but this year is our year. I am feeling it. Year of celebration. Celebration of friendship. I think that's the world go around. Big old heart. I think not only because we've been friends for ages and years and time. Do we even know how long we've been friends? You What's usually do the math because you're way better at math. That's me. such a lie. Um, lots of years. 20. Well, let's think. Were we eight? Yeah. So 33 minus eight. Oh, crap. We just gave our age away. <laughs> We're counting with our 25 years. 25? It's our 25 friend anniversary. We should go on a trip. <laughs> well, this really We should get the hell out of Dodge today. <laughs> we have to celebrate. Shave our heads, wear no bras, and go sit on a beach somewhere. Yes. I think I really like this idea of talking about friendship. I think a lot of podcasts, at least that I listen to, talk a lot about relationships in general, but I think friendship, it's, it feels like it should be the easiest one, yeah. but in reality, I feel like there's a lot of layers that don't get unfolded in friendship relationships. Uh, yeah. Very complex. Yeah. I mean, with a spouse, spousal relationship, I feel like, I mean, granted, they probably, they see the worst of each other. They kind of have that anchor, like, I mean, for most, I can't speak for everyone, but hopefully, right, that there's security in it all the time, which I'm hoping friendships are like that too. But yeah, definitely more nuanced and more complex because you have one spouse, typically, mm-hmm. unless you're, yeah. you know, have a different belief. <laughs> um, but with one spouse, but you have a lot of friends. And so, yeah, a lot of stuff can really get get in the way to make it more complex there but as you get older at least for me personally which I know we're just jumping right in but <laughs> yes <know>. we are <laughs> hold on to your britches everybody it's your lap jacket on. <laughs> um yeah but I feel like the older you get I guess the more you come to deal with the complexities of friendship mm-hmm. I don't know and I feel like I still have so much learning to do on how to navigate friendships. 
I think I feel stuck in this trying to learn how to parent yeah, phase. Sure. That I still, I'm still under like the disillusion, disillusion, illusion that friendship is easy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just now understanding that it's not. Does that make sense? Well, tell me more. Like, are you saying you feel like your identity, and I could be completely like you're just still really tied up to focusing on your mom hat, my mom role, that you're not giving it thought, or I guess I just don't really quite understand what you mean. I don't think I know what I mean. I think <laughs> I just I think that I have a lot to learn. I think this is a cool topic to talk about because I have a lot to learn. That's funny because I I would be surprised by that. I feel like you're a really great friend. Well, I, really I, I, I think I'm a fine friend, but I think that I'm... You're more than a fine friend. Just stop yourself right now. I'm Rewind. still learning. I'm still learning how to prioritize it mm. for me. And maybe it's not it, uh, That's it's not just friendship. I'm uncomfortable with this conversation, and it's really coming out in my work. That's okay. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm just still learning. Like you said, I'm, I'm still learning how to become someone other than somebody's mom. Sure. And to me, being a friend and being a good friend is a part of that. And so a lot of times I feel guilty mm. um, because I want to do more and I want to meet new people. Like I love the sure. friends that I have, but like, obviously I'm a social person and I, I, you know, thrive on that. Um, but I still feel a little bit connected to just being a mom and it's something that I'm working on. So I think I'm yeah. a little bit triggered by the friendship conversation I'm realizing. You know, it's so funny. I think that's a huge part of the motherhood journey though. And honestly, I was sort of the opposite where, and I know this is about friendship, but conflict, we talk about mom problems mm-hmm. with it. Honestly, I was, I wanted to maintain that whole identity because again, that was also really important to me and very social also. I still am very social. Um, and I think I, I struggled seeing all these moms being so wrapped into just that mm-hmm. one identity and being, being there and I'm still like, yeah, let's go to friendship. Let's go yeah. have a girls night. Let's go do this or that. Um, because I desperately need it, need, needed, still always need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I struggled with the guilt for that, but honestly it's dissipating the older my kids get. And I think even just the more I grew up through therapy, things like that, where I'm like, no, I think that's okay to do. Um, no matter where we all are at and whatever we're dealing with, I think that's okay. But yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It really is. And I think you bring up a good point too when you say like with your spouse it's just one person that you have to please, one person that you have to make room for, make space for. Whereas friends, you could have so many different friends in so many different groups, right? It's not and like you like just different types of friendships. Right. It's not like you just can call the it's not like a phone tree where you call one person and it calls the rest of your friends to check in, right? That'd be great. And all of your friends are in different parts of their lives, different phases mm-hmm. of their lives. So it's like that part to me is a little bit overwhelming sure. to think about maintaining. Yeah. And yes, I feel like I'm a good friend, but I, and I wish that I could put more effort into maintaining the things that I want to and something that I could definitely work on. But I know that we've spoken about this before, Megan, just in our unique friendship is how, because your personality is to be so proactive and you are very, a very determined person, which is one of the <laughs> best parts about you is that sometimes, or not sometimes, most times, oftentimes, you are kind of the glue that holds many different friend groups together. I don't think it's just our friend group, but I see this happening in lots of different friend groups where you are very motivated to foster those relationships. 
And it's really to do stuff. I mean, no offense to my friends. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but you're motivated to do it. And um, I think the rest of us kind of sometimes take a backseat and we think, well, Megan will plan it. Sure. Megan will reach out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I assume that I'll hang out with Megan this weekend, but she, she can let me know when that is, or she can tell right. me what we'll be doing or, um, and I think we've talked a little bit about, and I've talked about it with a couple of other friends that I have in other friend groups who are also the glue Sure. that it sort of creates some pressure and yeah. maybe not pressure, but maybe more room to feel let down. It's like a one sided. Yeah, I would say not pressure, but yeah, definitely the latter. Um, yeah, honestly, it, it can start to mess with your own like internal self-worth almost, or maybe it's just me um, where you're like, wow, if I didn't reach out, I don't think I'd have any friends or, you know, you can go through your pity parties of whatever, mm -hmm. especially if plans don't work out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I do, I go through that internal battle of I'm not going to reach out to anyone. Like I'm done. I'm just going to, hang out, go do whatever I want this weekend. And usually it's at the brewery with right. my family. Um, but yeah, I definitely go through phases where I try or I don't, but I definitely, I like to do things, but yeah, I think at, at times it can feel disheartening. Yeah, for sure. What would you say is like something actionable that someone like me, and I'm not thinking like, not, I'm not saying like in our exact relationship, but like to our listeners who are probably feeling the same way, right? You're either the person who's reaching out all the time or you're the person who's waiting for someone to reach out to them, right? Yeah. And neither are like terrible, but each have their own feelings in their own right. And maybe yeah. they have different motivation, but like, what would be something actionable that someone could do to help remediate those feelings? Because when you say that, it it's sad to me because it's like, I would want to hang out with you every single weekend. You know, like my actions don't <laughs> totally. say it, but like that, like my idea of fun is doing this with you or going, you yeah, know, doing something totally. with our families or whatever. And so it's sad to think that like, oh my gosh, like if you had, if you stopped reaching out, like how that would make you feel. Yeah. And so what's something actionable that people well, can do? I don't know. I've never really thought about that, but. Or what if they can't make a plan? What's like a very, um. This is something for my own knowledge. Like if I can't do something or if I'm just setting a boundary for myself and I don't want to do something. Sure. What's like a good way to tell someone that without making them feel like that well, person didn't want to do that? Like I think with our friends too, I, I honestly I didn't feel like, oh, I'm the only one giving anything to these friendships. So I think obviously like checking in, you've always been a very great friend, like you always do house drop-offs, things like, I'm not saying go bring me gifts, but that like, <laughs> you're really good at like making me feel thought of and like knowing I'm a priority too. So I definitely don't feel, you know, like, oh my gosh, if I didn't call Trish and get yeah. this or that, then we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. I definitely don't feel like that. Um, I will say that I think the friendships where I did feel like I, it was a constant reach out on one side only in more ways than just hanging out. Yeah. Those friendships fizzle out and mm -hmm. they have. And I think that's a part of life obviously too. Right. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't say there's anything other than just, again, l love your people the best we all know how, right. We're mm -hmm. all busy. We're all stretched. thin. I can do a much better job in a lot of ways. I like to make plans, but maybe I'm not as good at 
I'd never like to talk to anyone on the phone. So do not call me, right? <laughs> I repeat, do not call Megan <laughs> unless someone has died. Like, every, why are you calling me? Every this time I so call long. Megan, the first thing she says hello, and I say, are you so glad I called you? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, I'm just telling you I'm going to be there in five minutes. She's like, stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really. She can text faster than anyone I know. but Yeah, I'll, I'll be ready at the text. Or if you want to, like, send me a Marco Polo or something. I'm a little, I'm still awkward on it, but a little <laughs> less than the phone. Um, but yeah, I think just making efforts and whatever that, that looks like, because again, people go through phases and there's times where we can't give it, but yeah. Um, I mean, and granted, it's a weird stage of life being a parent and even just being an adult in general, I might add, and trying to either make new friends or keep old friends or like, unless your family units get along, honestly, yeah like spouses get along or whatever it can kind of feel forced in a way mm-hmm. so I guess you know just making an effort to connect in whatever way that looks like yeah one thing that I really do love um that you do is you think of non-traditional ways to foster friendships like a good example of that would be like dinner club <laughs> yeah and uh, that just fun. that came to mind when you said spouses um because I think Sometimes we get in the rut of like, okay, like, what should we do? I'll ask her to coffee or we can go for, you know, a walk. Um, But something that really like motivates me and energizes me is doing like something different. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the party planner in us. I don't know. I don't know why I'm triggered by that. They're like, no, thank you. (laughs) Like we have to have table settings. We should have a theme. Um, Yeah. Things like that, that kind of can like, like you you think about spicing up your relationship with your spouse and it's kind of the same with your friends right 25 years of friendship is so long we are so bored of each other <laughs> just kidding like we keep having to find different things to do like well, what we actually need to do is have an old school slumber party like that would be my next that's a great idea or in, in backyard, your new house backyard tent camping yes yeah only adults I would love that. <laughs> Sorry, kids. You should plan it, Megan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you invite me and I'll come. I will say, since you've moved, you've been a lot more, you know, at the ready to plan things. So yeah. I, so I don't feel like that with you, just so you know. You know what it was? It wasn't the move. It was post-pandemic. Yes. That definitely. I think they coincided so together. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm feeling so much more comfortable and in all honesty I've also worked on my mental health a lot in that time period yes um, difference which has made a huge difference like I am so much more able just like physically and emotionally able to try new things and and be the one that's that's planning the thing so I hope to continue that yeah it, it is nice I will always say weekends when someone reaches out to me rather than me always making the plans are like whoa like Zach and I will look at each other like oh my gosh like, wow we have plans that people like planned yeah this is great and we were like on their list and they reached yeah, out to us totally. I think it's a good reminder and I think about you often when I think about scenarios like this and yeah. I just think about how one grateful I am and I'm sure a lot of other people are that you are that way but also I'm so thankful that you're um gracious in me figuring it out too and and working to me halfway and knowing that I'm not like where I want to be yet but you're here to support me and that's I mean that's what friendship's all about totally we're all just in 
whatever phase we're in, trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I think our situation's a little bit unique because we've been through a lot of different phases. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have to share some of those. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, early elementary school. Super cool, bright orange cast, Trishy. Oh my gosh, the clothes. Playing some mash, mm-hmm. loving on one guy. Pretty sure we both liked him. Yeah. I think so. Well, I think we've liked a lot of the same guys, oh. but we also grew up in a really small town, so <laughs> there wasn't a lot to choose from. No offense if you're listening, but oh, if you're one of those guys, <laughs> I'm sure there. And one. you're just following us now because you're so interested. <laughs> Is that you? Um, yeah, and also one of my favorite things, we had a mega Sims addiction. Like, oh my gosh, mega! I mean, are you still playing my game? <laughs> I'm not surprised if you are, because you had it worse than I. I'm not currently, but I will say that it lasted well into my 20s. I will say, I used to love to go to your house to play Sims. Is that rude? (laughs) (laughs) We'd just go sit in the basement and play. I know, we wouldn't even talk to each other. Oh, it was great. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm I'm talking. But, like, I don't know, you had, like, the better Sims game. Or you knew the tricks or something. There was something better. I knew the cheat to make you have unlimited money. Rosebud. Oh my god. I am oh so impressed. Yeah. yeah, that was so fun. And then we we planned party sixth grade <laughs> with a cool closet. So many parties. And we continue to do it today. I know. We should have known that was gonna be one of our callings. Yeah. I just I think back to then and I think I always knew that it was we had a special friendship, but I don't think I ever pictured it at this phase in life. I well, I feel like our friendship has really come a long way. A lot of friendships, of at least mine, I feel like have come a very long way. And I'm surprised that most of my childhood, high school, middle school, whatever friends are still my friends. Um, because yeah, I think, I think that's rare. Yeah. Well, and that I feel like there was, I don't know. I don't feel like I was the best friend growing up. So maybe throughout like just whatever journey I've been on, Maybe that's part of the reaching out or whatever. I really pride myself now on trying to be a very good, accepting, thoughtful friend to other people. Because I know I wasn't when I was younger. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, like you feel like there's makeup to do, even though that's not the case. But you feel like there's... Like, yeah, like cringeworthy. Like, oh my gosh. So sorry I prank called you so many times. Yeah. Now I will plan all the things. (laughs) (laughs) It's my subconscious. Well, out. cheers, Megan. I think it's it takes fun to celebrate friends. Should we clink? Yeah. <laughs> That's wow, good. Sorry about that. Well, it's probably because it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's to 25 more years. Who knows? Yeah, we'll be what good. that oh, will look we like. We will be at our kids' weddings. Might be them together. Very well. According to Remy, it's gonna be. Yeah. And I think I'm so glad that we had this conversation. I think I've. We will continue to talk about friendship this month. Yeah. And friendships really, are important. Yeah. Take advantage of talking about something that's not talked about a lot. Yeah. I guess I want to do a quick plug before we uh, transition. <laughs> we need, you know what we need is we need a musical intro for Megan's plugs. Quick <laughs> <laughs> plug. Um, especially for moms. I know it's really easy. And I know I'm probably not the right person to say this, but it's really easy to just get into our own motherhood identity very deeply and and it's very important and it's a fantastic role to have 
but I just think we need our friends still. And so I guess I would just say if you're a mom feeling super exhausted or lonely or, you know, like all you do is mother, then I would just, I would encourage you to reach out to the person that you lean on most, right? Outside of your family union that you can just refresh yourself, pull yourself back up to come back and be the best mom or whatever you are to other people. Yeah, and if you guys try creating a dinner club, tell us uh, about it. We should do that again. I really day. would love to. Let's ring her on up. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about dinner club, you know what time it is. What time is it? Mom bomb. Much better. Oh, mom bomb. I have actually one that I feel like I'm, it's not my fault, but it is. Me. It's not. I'm the mom. <laughs> it's not your fault. Um, but yeah, we have had quite the uh, turnaround of doctor visits this last month. <laughs> um, my little one, Blake, she, well, one in March, she got her first stitch, just one, on her eyebrow, a uh, little tumble. And, you know, a good less than two months later, I get the next call from the daycare saying, <laughs> um, we, your daughter fell and we, she's not really grabbing anything. So, you know, urgent care trip, two broken bones, lovely, have to eventually go to the children's hospital and get that all casted up. But in the same week of that urgent care trip, literally less than three days later, we're there with the same doctor for Remy for an ear infection. <laughs> They recognized us and it was incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> I always think like, oh my gosh, are these people gonna call CPS on me? I know, that's what I'm like, it's, it happened at daycare, it happened at daycare, it happened, maybe not the ear infection, but everything else. Yeah, <laughs> she is gonna be, yeah, we'll have more trips, I'm sure. I'm gonna start just a, her birthday present is gonna be medical fun from now on. She's very brave, <laughs> she's very brave. <sighs> That's so funny that they recognized you. I know. Okay. Like, of course, it's the same doctor. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, well, I have a mom bomb too, and I think it's fitting for Friendship Day. Ooh. Because Friendship Month. Because um, the other day, we were all hanging out at Megan's house. My kids and her kids were playing in the backyard, and Remy had a wiggly tooth. <laughs> And she'd been talking about it all night, you know, she was going to lose it that day. It so was that, close to being lost. <laughs> <laughs> so that the tooth fairy would come. And all, we're all sitting around the kitchen table and in walks Remy with a bloody mouth and the tooth had fallen out. And we're like, Remy, you lost it. What happened? And she said, Kai punched me. <laughs> and I just like sunk in my seat like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. She had the biggest smile on her face. <laughs> Kai literally punched the tooth out of Remy's mouth. Well, he punched her chest and the tooth popped out. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly that tooth was ready to come. Nonetheless, I'd say that's a mom bomb for sure. <laughs> mom bomb.